yo wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up up your wake up your wake up your wake up your wake welcome do the wrong thing people to another artist creative sessions uh today on the show i have a fantastic gentleman with me he is someone who is a big fan of uh blood sex gore magic he would like all of you to decolonize your fantasy and he absolutely loves to welcome you to his safe gaven with me today is michael simeon the black gay comic geek welcome to the show man. appreciate you coming through hey, i appreciate you asking me thank, yeah. thank you i was about to be like as soon as you said as soon as you said blood sex gore magic i was about to show off the tattoo <laughs> blood, blood sex gore magic right it's there. on there it's branded it's on there uh if uh anybody that's, there that's, that's my way of getting a trademark yeah <laughs> without having to pay two thousand dollars to a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be crazy somebody somebody fucking llc's your shit before you get a chance to be like you could carbon date this tattoo <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh here on artist creative sessions we get a chance to go one-on-one with people in the community that we feel like you guys should be uh known about and highlight them let them know what they're up to uh, today, having uh, you, Michael, on the show, uh, something I've been wanting to do for a little while now, I've been uh, seeing your rise. Uh, we uh, communicated originally back on the uh, audio Clubhouse. only app Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, Clubhouse. Um, where a lot of, a lot of our- Which, Is that still a thing? Are people still on Clubhouse? <laughs> you know what? I yeah, not as much as during the pan, not as much as during the pandemic, but I mean, no. is that like- is it it's, still- still, it's still a thing, but it's not a thing nobody really like talks about anymore. So- it's around it's it still exists but it's not it's not what it used to be but that app did bring a lot of people together it's what brought the do the wrong thing podcast together um and uh got us to to get in, get to know each other so glad to reconnect with you here um if you or anybody out there uh, who's listening also wants to be a part of the artist creative sessions you can hit us up at dtwt pod that again is dtwt pod at instagram and on twitter uh michael i like to ask everyone who comes through uh what is what is kind of like your origin story where where are you from i know you i know you live in new jersey um right now and i'm sorry you know what i mean i'm sorry you have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you have to deal with it every day but uh don't i know you live in jersey don't but don't disrespect don't disrespect jersey like that kamala khan is from jersey <laughs> She does a fantastic job keeping your streets safe, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though people don't like who she is or what she represents. But she's doing a great job. I respect her. Uh, even though they just killed her for some reason. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got which is trash, but we got our own we got our own superhero. So yeah, that, that no. means something. There's no superheroes in Wisconsin. <laughs> you exactly right. Yeah, fuck fuck middle middle earth. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? uh, not middle but, earth, not Lord of the Rings. but yeah, no. Uh what is, kind of what is your origin story? Where where are you where are you from? Are you originally from Jersey? Uh if not, how'd you end up there? Uh kind of tell us what was your uh what was your up upbringing like? So my origin story, one day my mother and father met. Mm-hmm. As they, they as got they together, some, as they sometimes do, yeah, yeah, they had sex, mm-hmm. yeah, and then nine months later, I was born, right. <laughs> September <laughs> September twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five. Pretty uncommon, but, uh, right there, I got it. <laughs> yeah, but no, like uh, me, 
my journey into nerddom and all of that stuff, fandom, you see, I got a big old Galactus statue, mm-hmm. Frankie Ray, one of his heralds, Silver Surfer, a bunch of other stuff. You see, I got Stranger Things, yada, yada, yeah, yada, yeah, whole no, bunch you, of stuff. So my journey- my collection is crazy. My journey into nerddom started with like horror movies, like, you know, being born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. So I saw like the reruns of like Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. Night Down Elm Street, Halloween, The Lost Boys, all of that stuff. And I was always fascinated with horror movies. Like I would say my first supernatural creature love were, were always vampires. And so I remember like when the Buffy the Vampire Slayer a movie came out in 1992. Knew, knew nothing about it. I just knew vampires in the title. So I watched it. And of course, as a kid, you don't know what you you don't know what you're doing. Like looking at looking back at the movie now, I'm like, this movie's not that good. But yeah, back then, yeah. like I love that movie. That was like one of my favorite movies growing up. And then of course the show came out and that was like my biggest fandom growing up. Like that's I would say the Buffy the Vampire Slayer show is what like started me getting to the one and one and the right and act and perform and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then of course, you know, Power Rangers eventually came out, the Spider-Man animated series, X-Men animated series. Iron Man, Fantastic Four, Silver Star, all of that stuff mm-hmm. started coming out in the 90s. And like that kind of started and spiraled my uh, journey into nerddom. And like I was obsessed with all those shows and especially being like I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all my older brothers, when I was like a kid and things like that, they were out hanging out with their friends and running this, not like running the streets, but like running the streets yeah, and everything. I don't mean like illegally, just just out with their friends. And so yeah, for the I most mean, part- and then All mother, alleged anyway, you know what I mean? We don't we don't prosecute yeah. nobody here in the Dude Running Podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and then my mother, she worked from basically from before I had to get up to go to school and came home until it was damn near time for me to uh, go to sleep. So for the most part, I was always home alone. So I had nothing but my imagination to entertain myself. Mm-hmm. And so those shows and everything like that helped, especially with like Muppet Babies. The whole thing about the Muppet Babies cartoon was, you'll make your dreams come true, imagination. <laughs> so I was like you, yeah. constantly using my imagination and like all of that stuff. And that it just spiraled until eventually, here I am, Black Gay Comic Geek years later. So I love it. I love that. Uh, as a as a person who loves both film and comics, uh, I assume the films came first and the comics came after. How, how did that yeah, the kind TV of- show, the TV shows and the movies came first. Yeah. And then the how- comics came out. Like I didn't really start reading comics until I hit college. Hmm. And what started me, cause I, cause where I grew up and everything, uh, there was no comic book store nearby that I could just walk to and hang out mm-hmm. and just go to, uh, but until I went to college, I went to Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, Florida. Shout out to HBCU, mm-hmm. historically black college university. There was a, a co- there was a, a comic book store like right by the like literally walking distance from campus. Mm-hmm. And what started making me go is again my first my largest fandom, first real love was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. And so once the show ended on May twentieth, two thousand three, <laughs> <laughs> got the dates. All right, I got the date. I got the date of when it started. May tenth, March tenth. 1997 Monday it was a Monday night at 9 p.m. but real like <laughs> real fan <laughs> but they came out the the show continued in canon like a season eight mm-hmm. in comic book form Dark Horse picked it up mm-hmm. and so I'm just like oh no I have to continue so I started going to the comic book store to read Buffy the Vampire Slayer nice and then I, I was like since I'm here I might as well pick up other stuff so yeah. I started reading, you know, I started reading other stuff. And it's not to say I'm like an expert. I'm definitely not an expert. There are people that way know more, way more than me, that read way more than me. Of course. But 
I know a little something. I know some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's always, uh, I feel with uh, nerdum, and especially with with black nerdum specifically, there's always this uh, gatekeeping type society. Yeah, there's right? definitely like, gatekeeping. People try, people try to challenge you. You don't know this, or you didn't read this. Okay, what does that mean? Like, I'm still a fan. Just because mm-hmm. I'm not reading as much as you do, you are. Like, once upon a time, you didn't know as much as you knew you do now so exactly like, there's always someone who's gonna know and that's what kind of turns that and that's also what kind of turns people off from getting into this nerd because they're I like agree. oh uh I, you know i don't know this or whatever or I, I feel intimidated it's like no you start you start where you start and like you eventually grow and or even if you don't read as much as everybody else like you're still a fan or even if you if you don't read comics at all and you like the you just like the movies you're still a fan right i think i think with the induction of the comics and superheroes in general becoming pop culture there was something that kind of shifted where i believe it used to be more of like i know about this thing nobody cares about this thing but me and if somebody approached me about the thing i would be excited to talk about it and then the shift occurred when it got popular to uh oh you only know about tom holland you only know about uh uh uh, well, I can't say other people's names. Uh, <laughs> Henry Cavill, right? You like you, these are these. You don't know nothing about nothing, right? You, you're fake. Yeah, you're you, fake wasn't, fan, you wasn't there like when that. I was struggling with the Spider Man in the 1970s. And right? The, yeah, yeah. It's like who gives a flying it, fuck? You don't, like, you don't know I'm the Tom McFarlane. I'm here now. What's your point? Like, what right. are you like? Uh, so yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely can understand that. Uh, it's a weird thing. You, it, you would think because. As much as the fandom has grown, it has grown specifically around media and the comics side of it has uh, all but, I wouldn't say fallen off, but has not grown with the uh, the media side, unfortunately. Uh, so Comic-Con this year, a lot of, because of the writer's strike and what have you, uh, are not coming to Comic-Con. And I said recently, I was like, wow, it looks like people are actually gonna have to read comics again because that's the only thing that's probably gonna be at Comic-Con this year yeah, for the most part uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially with the especially with the looming actor strike i mean Grant, exactly. i don't know if that might i don't know if that might stop anything the actors might still show up mm-hmm. yeah a lot but, a lot of a lot of people have canceled uh a lot of the big studios i should say have canceled i don't know if individual celebs have canceled or not but uh one of the which i hope not because chris evans is going to be a uh, new york comic-con and mm-hmm. i'm not the one that generally pay for uh Celebrity photos, but I might pay for Chris Evans. Yeah, you might have to get that one. <laughs> yeah, I might you have to get that one. I, are you, I just want to get. I just want to get close and see what, like, see what he smells like. Like, right? <laughs> are you going to? Are you, Ameri- you, you going to America's say, ass? I'll yeah, I was going to say. Are, are you going to say America's <laughs> ass, or are you going to say flame on? I don't know which one you're going to do <laughs> when you meet a I say flame, flame on to America's ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate it either way. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's been a run in uh, a running theme of Comic Con of how Artist Alley is always the most underutilized section uh, of Comic Con every year. So maybe they'll get. Maybe I mean, they say that, but when you go to Comic Con, Artist Alley be packed. Really? Well, I guess I don't know if anybody's buying anything. Maybe that's maybe that's the the problem. Nah, but people be going. Are they? they be trying to? They get things. Well, they get things signed by their artists, so sure, maybe they sure. might not buy it. They'll bring it in, have them sign it. Mm-hmm. Or they get like going to uh, get special commission. Like Artist Alley be packed at least in New York Comic Con. I've never been to like San Diego San or anything Diego like one. that. Yeah, I know the San Diego one is the one that most people refer to. Uh, New York Comic Con though has has been growing exponentially though. Shout out to shout out to New York Comic Con. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I hope um, I hope I hope they get to do you know support your little comics. Uh, outside of that, as far as like the comics and film and, and your introduction uh, with Buffy, what what was it about Buffy specifically that 
got you so enamored with it and uh, had you have this kind of like insatiable uh, idea of like wanting to like consume more uh, stuff like that and venture out. What, what was it about Buffy specifically? I think a lot of it was like the themes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, yeah, you had the fantastical element of it, but like the main crux, and of course I didn't understand this while watching it. I was just like, ooh, monster, scary. <laughs> but like the whole idea and theme of like high school, high school is the monster. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and being being a teenage, being a teenager and all the things that you go through as a teenager, like that's the scary part of of life for the most part, because you're still figuring yourself out. And, you know, kids, kids can be cruel. Kids are, you know, still today. <laughs> yeah. Still to this day, probably even worse today. Oh my God. They got the like, internet TikTok. Like, yeah. Cause they got the internet. So like back in the day, like you can, you can escape from your bully at the, and when right. school is over, you go home. But now like they're following you on Twitter, they're mm-hmm. harassing you at home. They're sending people, you know, death threats or whatever to, to your house. <laughs> you thought I was done, like, Billy. <laughs> never yeah, done, exactly. Billy. The bell don't stop me, Billy. <laughs> Come for your neck. No, so like, that's crazy. It was, it was, it was those, it was those types of themes, and you know, there's just the idea of growing up as a teenager, and also like Buffy and sacrifice, and you know, wanting to live her life, but then also having this huge responsibility. Same thing with like Spider Man, with great power comes great responsibility, and I, like mm-hmm. a lot of that just resonated with me. Plus, you know, badass girl, girl power superheroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to pivot from that of. Uh, uh, it being scary and starting new things and and being uh, confident and overcoming a lot of those challenges. You as a content creator, I feel uh, mirror a lot of that, right? Where I'm sure it was very scary starting out. Uh, probably, uh, did you have like an initial vision that you knew would work or were you just kind of throwing stuff at the wall until you found something that kind of sticked? For the most part, I would say I was throwing just throwing stuff at the wall until yeah. like stuff stuck. Because yeah, like you go back and look at like my first video that I started on YouTube in twenty February of twenty nineteen. I think it was February twelfth, twenty nineteen. It was the very first trailer for Avengers Endgame. Mm. As soon as that dropped, I was like, "Oh, I'm hyped! I need to make a video about this right now." So I just grabbed my camera, put myself. And like, I'll go back and look at that video. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> and then I started making more and more videos. And like, I look at those early videos and I see how awkward I am. Like, I, and it's just- I don't know what to do with my like, hands type thing. Yeah, I don't know. What to, and that was the big thing. I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands, but like, I can't just stand like this the whole time. Right. But like, and I was, I was, I was doing a lot of the Bernie Sanders, like we have to get Medicare for everybody <laughs> individual. But like- but at the end of the day, and I think this is the main point, because there's a lot of people, there are a lot of people that say, oh, I want to start making YouTube videos and yada, yada. I don't want to start like that's yeah. the main. That's the main thing. And, and, and I and I and I say this, you know, because there are other aspects where there's things I want to do. And like I'm saying, the, the you know, just start. But then for that particular thing, I haven't started. I haven't just did it yet. But at least <laughs> with, with the videos, like it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not going to be your best video ever, but at the end of the day, you started, you put something out there and then you got to be consistent. You put some more things out there and then the more you do it and then the more consistent you are, eventually practice doesn't make perfect, but practice creates a habit. And so eventually you start to become better. You start to improve. And my videos aren't perfect. There are people that make plenty of other videos that are, you know, better than me and everything like that. But at the same time, 
the quality and everything is still better than when when I started because I I grew and I and also a big thing is you got to be able to watch yourself. That was something that was very hard for me when I first started. I couldn't listen to myself because yes, I started on a podcast first. That's how I started before I started making videos. Mm-hmm. And like I hated listening to myself. I just wouldn't do it. I didn't like watching myself. But then somebody I knew that was a friend of mine at that, at that time, she was like, you have to you have to listen to yourself because how you else are you going to grow if you can't like critique yourself and then be like, oh, I didn't like the way I said this. Or maybe I could have said this a different way. And then also on top of that, if you can't listen to yourself and enjoy yourself and, you know, laugh or whatever at your own jokes or comments, how do you expect somebody else to listen to you and enjoy it? Precisely. So I started doing that. And now like I've become so, I become so comfortable listening and watching myself. I'll just watch myself on, I'll just watch it. Just be like, you know, just to see how it is and see Mm -hmm. it. Like if I enjoy it and if I'm laughing, Hopefully other people are laughing. So that is that is a, the exact thing that I tell uh, for our pod. I once uh, once I I've I've listened to the episode. I've I was there <laughs> right when we're recording it. I've edited it. I've put it up, and then I was like, all right, I got to listen to it again. <laughs> I got to listen to it now. Let's finish. Like, let's do it again. And if I'm laughing in the same spots and stuff like that, I was like, okay, this works. This this definitely works. So you're 100 percent right. Uh, that is excellent advice. Um, you also. You also teed me up to my next question, uh, in terms of just just doing it right. What what is what is another passion of yours that you haven't gotten to yet, but it's right there. You can see it, right? It's it's at the end of the tunnel. That's you what know I was just talking about. You yeah. know it's there, and it's just like I, I'm not. I I want to get there, but it's just I'm comfortable right here. But it's, it's I can see it. I know it's right there. What what is that for you? For, for me, it's writing. I keep saying I want to write a fantasy book. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that's stopping me is also, you know, fear, obviously, because, you know, it's one thing to make like a five. It's one thing to make a five minute video, whatever. Like it's much harder to do a 500 whatever page novel Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then also like because I have ideas for days. Sure. But it's it's uh, for me, it seems it's way harder to just. It's one thing to have an idea. It's another thing to t- to craft it into a book. Mm-hmm. No facts. And so I don't know. It's just it's just the fear aspect, probably. And then for me, like especially you know, I feel like writing a book. The criticism for that, like the Erica Badu uh, thing for Tyrone, uh, Tyrone, but she's like, <laughs> keep in mind, I'm, just, I'm about to make. The, keep in mind, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Right. So like, and and this is like, I I think the thing I got to get out of my head the negativity in terms of it because it's like. I create this book. What if nobody likes it and it's you trash? Can't, can't but then on the flip everybody. side, like I need to change that mentality because what if I come out with it and people love it? Yeah. But I say that and it's still just like, nah, man. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, to make something- Like I said, I have ideas for that, especially with the, you know my platform and everything. Like I always talk about like, you know, I talk about superheroes. I talk about video games. I talk about comic books. I talk about all the, but most importantly, I talk about black representation and queer representation. And when it comes to comic books, movies, video games, sci-fi, especially in the world of sci-fi fantasy, yeah. is very rare or damn near non-existent where you see black queer main characters yeah. or even just queer main characters. But then at the same time, if you do see a queer main character, a lot of times they're white. Mm-hmm. So like, I always think about like a lot of times I'm like, if I wanted to cosplay as a black gay superhero, who do I got? I got Aqualad, but clearly mm-hmm. I don't got hair. So I can't do the, <laughs> the, the, the I can't do the blonde, the blonde, uh, Hair. highlights yeah and then like who else do i got this prodigy who's bisexual and x-men but again hair yeah 
Yeah, you're gonna have to buy a lot of wigs. <laughs> you have to get a lot of yeah, you gotta buy a lot of wigs. And then of course, not to say he doesn't count, but he's I specifically said a black gay superhero, prodigies by. Mm-hmm. Who do I got? Yeah, no, the 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 roster is empty. I, I mentioned uh not too long ago about uh black protagonists in general, uh especially in the video video game space, uh where there's roughly under uh, almost single digits. Uh, there's arguments that can be made for others, but it's roughly single digits when it comes to the history of video games of a main character black protagonist. That and then if you do get black protagonist, it's a create your own character type of game. So it really right. doesn't count exactly. because even with that, the voice actor more times than not is defaulted as a white man or a white woman. Right. So you can make your character black, like you can you can like play the Dragon Age Inquisition, all these games. I made my character black. But the voice actor is a white British man. Right. So there's there's this, uh, even now, uh, a, a supreme disconnect uh, of people who are looking for representation, trying to find it in the things that they love to, to be a part of. Uh, and for whatever reason, uh, they're not finding it. Uh, so they're, look, I, I like, you know, the Uncharted series and, and Nathan Drake. I, I love Laura Croft. Uh, I love the... Uh, Horizon series, which uh, we'll uh, talk about a little bit uh, too. Same. And, I, and I, I, even even from the beginning of playing Horizon, I was like, Aloy should have been a black woman. She should have been black, right? Yeah. <laughs> she should have been or, black. Or, or, or I was like, or an a black woman or an indigenous woman, like at the very least, right? Especially with the aesthetics, the native, it's like almost Native American aesthetics, as yeah. to all that other stuff, and then like this whole concept of like this white woman is the only, she's the chosen one she's the only one that one. she's the most important person in this video game like yada 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 it's like she should have been a black like especially with the the the, the war paint and all that mm-hmm. it would have been fire especially with a white woman yeah especially with the um the people that surround her right who she has she has other people who who are black that help her out throughout the series. Yeah, and I mean, that's something I do appreciate that there are a lot of black people as like the side characters, but again, we're always the side characters. We're never the one in the spotlight. We're always right. the one standing 10 feet close to, you know, what, what's yeah. the name of that documentary with like background singers? It's like 10 feet from the spotlight or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, I know. It's like, I know we're, we're always, we're always that. We're always the best friend to the, to the chosen one or right. the one that's going to say, well, we're never the most powerful ones in the room, whenever the, the ones that are going to be the ones to save the universe, et cetera. With a funny friend. <laughs> yeah. With a funny friend. Uh, no, I a hundred percent agree. I, I will to give them some credit as far as like the black character models, especially in the second game, they were very, very good. They, they did a lot. Yeah, they it. were, they were, they, they did the hair a lot textures, to, the, yeah. the, the, the features like, yeah. I, I so I, I will give them credit for that, but I think it's a, I think it's a fear, uh, I think it's a fear and lack of commitment that there. Well, like a- even Deathloop, that was a game that featured, which I haven't played. I heard it was good. I heard it was pretty good. I, I'm not a big first person. I played it. I was appreciative. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge first person uh, game shooter. That's basically basically what the game is. But I, the thing that because before I didn't like first person games at all. I hated first person. Games. I wanted to see the character. Same. But then I I jumped into the rabbit hole, played Skyrim, and I fell in love with that game. Mm-hmm. And so that was like my journey into like now I don't mind playing first person games. It's not my go to, but I don't mind playing it. Yeah. Yeah. So if like it's a, Fallout, if it's the Fallout games, all of that stuff, like those are first person. But like Call of Duty, I'm not a first person shooter game. If it's like an RPG and it's first person, I don't mind that. But I don't really like the Call of Duty type of games. Right, right, right. 
Um, I would uh, I would like to talk about too, um, because you were talking about writing the book and and uh, what that fear looks like and um, having all these ideas and stuff like that. And what if nobody likes it? Uh, being in the space that you're in, uh, the way like parasocial relationships work and how the interpersonal the environment is right now, where anybody anywhere can can pick up and, and see what you're doing. Um, I think you have kind of curated a, a unique space uh, for yourself and for people who want to be represented as far as like being black or being gay or being into comics or what have you. Do you feel any type of pressure now as your uh, kind of uh, profile gets a little bit bigger? Do you feel any responsibility more uh, to the thing you've curated? Do you feel like you're alone in that or do you feel like you have enough support uh, in that type of space that lets you continue to do those types of things? Like, how, where does that work for you mentally? I think in terms of responsibility, I think my biggest responsibility is, and not even, it's not even a challenge because like you just live your life and just be you, but like, sure. don't get, don't, don't be, don't be trash. Cause like how many times <laughs> do we like come up with like role models or not even role models, but people that like we root for and yeah. All right, you know, looking up, you know, rooting for everybody black, and then it comes out this person's a fucking abusing people like Jonathan. Granted, we don't know what we don't know, but then it's like Jonathan Majors, like we were rooting for you. Come on, like I can't even post. I took a picture. I met this man, took a picture with him at Ant Man in the Wild. Now I can't even post those pictures no more. Now I'm just like, yeah, why, why, John? (laughs) Why, why, John? Like, come on, like. For you, it can turn out, yeah, it could turn out all of those allegations are false, and like, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, I think that's just the main thing just don't be a trash human being, and like, you know, not, not to say that I got to struggle with that, like, I don't, I'm just saying, like, I think that's just my biggest responsibility, but like, as far as, as far as everything else, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just a guy that likes other guys and likes comics, and uh. I think the biggest thing with that is, yeah, with terms of like uh, curating and cultivating an audience, you never know who's watching. And that's something that even I have to uh, take a step back and and, and check myself sometimes because, you know, I have over like one hundred twenty thousand followers on TikTok. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you and with a lot of these and almost almost 16,000 followers on Instagram, almost 8000 followers on YouTube and uh, things like that. And sometimes you become a slave to the algorithm and like you don't necessarily control how many views your videos are going to get how many of your own how many even if you're showing it to your own followers because there's a lot of times i'll get messages from people like oh my god i didn't know you were still making videos i haven't seen your videos on my page for like a month or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm like i post almost every day like and so you know, you might have like over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, but then your video, you post a video and it gets less than a thousand views. And sometimes you're just like, damn, am I not like good enough? Or like, like what's, you're not even, it's not even showing it to my followers. And sometimes in the sense of like, I got to check myself with that. Cause I can't, that's something I can't control. Right. And so I should only focus on the things that I can control. And then also on the flip side with that, yeah, that video only got 500 views compared to your following, but that's still 500 people that saw your video. If 500 people, people were to be in my house right now, I'd be like, like, whoa, what the, it's like if 500 people came to hear me speak, I'd be impressed. Right. And so that's something I always have to, you know, in terms of like 
especially with like mental health and things like that. Cause sometimes you get down when you post a video and it doesn't do as well as you want it to do. Sometimes you'd be like, well, shit, I don't like, should I even continue making content anymore? Cause my stuff isn't really getting seen, but yeah. it got saw by, it got seen by somebody. And then at the end of the day, you never know who that video out of those 500 people who saw that and it really affected. And maybe for all, cause this is something somebody said to me before you just by being you and making the video and the content and the type of content that you make, you're sa- you're saving somebody's life every single day. Yeah. Cause there's some there's some kid or somebody out there that's struggling that either they're queer themselves and you know are struggling with their sexuality or they're a closeted nerd or you know, somebody that, you know, is ashamed, you know, because even to this day, like for the most part, it's more acceptable to be a nerd, but you still get teased about, oh, you still like comics. That's a you know, right. you're a grown ass man or whatever. Right, like right, right. even when I first started cosplaying, they're like, you're an adult and you're dressing up as a fucking superhero. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Right. What's your what's your point? I'm doing what I love to I'm doing what I like to do. Like you still like you still yeah. like stuff from your childhood. You it's wear just, you wear a football jersey every Sunday. <laughs> you don't yeah, you're you not on a, a team. Like, what's, what's, the, what's the difference? You, right. You you cur- you're you're fucking playing fantasy football and yelling and cursing because your team didn't win. Or you're saying my team. You don't own that team, but you still are taking ownership of it. So like, what's the difference? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think agree. I think that's that's just my biggest my I think so yeah my biggest responsibility is just to continue to be authentically me because being a black gay man isn't a political statement but being an openly proud and out black gay man is sure how how do you find yourself wading through a lot of uh what seems like daily now uh a political landscape where the others are are constantly being brought up and usually in a negatory fashion, right? Like uh, the recent Supreme court decision where the story is wild. We, we talked about it a bit on the show, uh, but the story of, you know, this uh, cake maker, right. Who yeah, brought this thing to the, that, and then, then, getting rid then, of affirmative action. Like, yeah. Affirmative act. So like you have all these things and uh, does it somehow um, affect the way you, uh, do your content or or the things that you are wanting to like engage with because it constantly seems like there's always these arguments between um, the LGBTQIA plus community against black people uh, against people who are just like into the the fandom uh, so there's always these constant fighting right like uh, if you're black you're not black enough if you don't like this right or if you're gay you're not you're not accepting enough because you don't you don't like this other part in, in this community or what have you, um, especially like discourse around like um, uh, the Into the Spider-Verse, right, where you have uh, the whole trans uh, debate that came up about what what headcanon is versus this and that. Does that type of stuff affect the things that you're doing or, or wanting to talk about or you kind of just stay in your own lane and try not to focus? No, it does, it does play a part into like my content because sometimes things happen in the news. And it sparks a video that I want, like, for example, like the whole affirmative action and the uh, anti-LGBTQ discrimination uh, thing basically happened back to back within like 48 hours of each other with the Supreme Court. That sparked a video that I put on my TikTok of basically saying, because there's a lot of debate in the comic book community of like people saying for them, they like, it doesn't make any sense especially nowadays, now there are more and more superheroes popping up in the world Mm -hmm. that there are people that hate the X-Men 
but love people like the Avengers and things like that. And how do they justify that in the comics? Because it doesn't make sense that you love Spider-Man, but you hate Storm. Right. You don't know if Spider-Man's a mutant. Like, how do they, like, at this point in the comics, it doesn't make sense for, for them to have that level of hatred. Mm-hmm. And for me, especially with, like like I said, and this goes to the, the Supreme Court decision where that happened, I made this video and I was like, this is a perfect example. These two decisions for me are perfect examples of why it actually does make sense that you can love Iron Man and love Captain America and love Spider-Man, but hate the X-Men. Because for the most part, even when you think about in real life, white people are the minority around the world. People of color are the majority around the world. A lot of white people don't realize that. They think they're the minor- They think they're the majority everywhere, but they're not. Mm-hmm. But in America, they are the majority. But by 2050, they are going to be the minority. Right. And for the first time since the census was created in 2020, the white population declined. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, when you think about mutants, at a certain point, if it wasn't for like House of X or like the Genosha massacre and everything like that, the mutant population were slowly going to overtake the human population. Mm -hmm. And so there's a correlation between that and like whiteness and white supremacy and everything like that. So like, for example... You can love Spider-Man because for the most part, Spider-Man, the Incredible Hulk, all of these other superheroes, they became superheroes because of a genetic accident. They became superheroes because of a radioactive spider bite. Captain America became, he 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 went through an experimentation, et cetera. It's Monica Rambeau is an experimentation, even though now they're kind of teasing that she's a mutant. But that's right. a whole different, that's a whole different thing. But like, yeah. so it's less likely for you to have a Spider-Man in your family or interact with but there's a much higher chance that you can perhaps have a mutant in your family or you can give birth to a mutant. Mm-hmm. And it's the same correlation where it's like the hatred of uh, with mu- uh, or uh, hatred of people of color and uh, the backlash against, you know, especially with now that it's more acceptable to be LGBTQ, more and more people are coming out as queer. So it's seeming like the LGBTQ population is growing, but it's like, no, we've always been there. It's just a lot of people were in the closet or a lot of people weren't comfortable expressing their homosexuality as they were, you know, you know, cause you think about the 1950s and everything like that. Like people were in the closet. That doesn't mean gay, that doesn't mean gay niggas weren't out there. It's just, they weren't saying anything. They were underground. Like even if you think about a lot of the celebrities where it's like, it's, it's coming out that Martin, uh, Richard Pryor and, uh, 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 why am I drawing a blank on his name? He played Jarrell in the 1970s uh, Spider-Man. Oh, uh, uh, Superman, you mean? I mean, I said Spider-Man. Superman, yeah. Uh, Martin um, Marlon Brando? Marlon, Brand- Marlon Brando. Like, it came out that Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor had, like, a sexual relationship. In the pe- and it's, like, stuff we, did- we wouldn't know because, hey, we didn't Made him have- offer, couldn't refuse. <laughs> we, didn't have TM- we didn't have TMZ and stuff like that back then. So, like, right. you find out a lot of these... A lot of these Hollywood rock, rock Hudson, James Dean, like a lot of these celebrities were queer or like queerness existed. It's just they were they were afraid to come out. So now it's seeming like the queer population is growing and, you know, the way of life against the straight white agenda and everything mm-hmm. like that is changing and demographics are changing. And so people are back. People are are uh, lashing out against it. There's a white lash against it. There's a straight lash against it. And it's the same correlation between the hatred of mutants because that population is growing and the population of demographics of LGBTQ people, trans people, and then people of color is like the world is changing. And so Mm -hmm. that's why to me, it makes sense why you can hate a mutant, but love the Avengers. 
So that right there, I said that was a long winded explanation to say those two decisions in the Supreme Court sparked that video and yeah. why I created that video. So, yeah, I think um, I think it's a sorry. That was, that was like me going on a tangent. No, no, I love it. I love it. Uh, no, I, I think it has. Um, I think the conversations that happen politically have a lot to do with what we uh, deal with with media, because it makes certain people more aware, whether that's in a negative or positive way, but they do become more aware. And I always found it interesting how a lot of people will look at comics and media and say, oh, it's so woke. They keep introducing, why, why don't they keep politics out of my comics, this, that, and the third. And if you dial back to the introduction of comics, Superman and Captain America, they're punching Nazis and fighting, you know, like the political landscape of the day fuel the stories of those comics those writers those writers lived in the real world <laughs> and they were putting things pen to paper that were uh that mirrored or had some type of subtext or context of what they were currently seeing right so it's it's interesting to me that people who claim because a lot of times what i find is that the people who make the loudest noise aren't the people watching or reading right they're mm-hmm. they're complaining they're to 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 project whatever negative connotations they already have, right? And a lot of times, <laughs> what comes to what comes to light is the fact that they're so negative is because they are also struggling with the fact that they are part of that that world, right? We've seen it countless times with political uh, uh, political bodies, uh, uh, political people, right? Where they are, ah, gay people were bad, and this, that, and third, and then you find out they was in the bathroom sucking dick. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah, like or, it's just or like. like- or like they they were on a burner. They thought they were on their Twitter their burner Twitter account, and right. they like gay porn. And it turns right. out it was their like senator page or whatever. Exactly, like. exactly. So it, this stuff is always it's interesting to me. It, it's it's sad in some cases, but I, I find it funny in a lot of things. So that's that's always a funny thing where I see people rant and rave against people like you know Disney for you know the introduction of like a, a black princess or a black mermaid and stuff like that. I was like, you're not going to watch it. So why? Are you? Make so much noise. I hear I hear the talk about like the agenda and the gay agenda and stuff like that. I was like, the if you look at the landscape of all media, television, film, whatever, and pluck out black, gay, whatever other thing, it would be so small. <laughs> it would be so small in the grand scheme of all of television and movie. And in video games too, right? Uh, we mentioned that earlier. So it's even always even smaller, even smaller in video games. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's interesting to me that people. I was like, it's not the fact that it, there's more of it technically there, which there is some of that. It's the fact that the things that are popular and becoming more uh, talked about happens to include these people, which is telling for what stories can be, right? I I recently saw Transformers: uh, Rise of the Beasts. And my feeling coming out of that movie is black people get to direct Transformers from here on out. <laughs> Only black people get to, but because it was the best Transformers movie I could have I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, no, I really liked it. And then not even just that, but like it shows why representation is important and why representation matters. Not even just in the fact that you got a black director, but like having a black director, like you had a lead that was. Uh, that was Afro Latino with uh, Anthony Ramos, mm-hmm. and then his his co lead, the the uh, Dominique Dominique Fishback, black so woman. Good. Yeah, she was good. Like, and that's something that you don't because again, when it comes to main characters and sci fi fantasy properties, you don't really see us as the main characters. We're always the side characters. So we're yeah, sure you'll see us in like a Transformers movie, but we're not like 
We're Tyrese. Yeah, the Shia LaBeouf or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> we're, ba- like yeah we're basically, we're, ty- we're Tyrese. We're Black Tyrese. The fun, the, the fun, I put that. Or like, even like the music in that movie, the, you know, the night. Oh, the, the music was, was the, great, the, man. Yeah, the, the, the aesthetic of t- it taking place in Brooklyn and all of that stuff, like. Yeah. There's flavor, I mean, there's, there, there's flavor in there that I think is refreshing, right? When you have previous things where you have throw a rock at a nigga Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> popping open a beer, a Bud Light, and drinking it and throwing it in somebody's face. And he'd be like, and then an American flag is promptly displayed. And he'd be like, this is not a transform. What are we doing? <laughs> to you have this, I don't want to spoil the movie, but you have somebody uh, who brings the Transformer story to the fr- to the forefront while not I, leaving, I while say, not leaving the human dis- characters behind. I, I was a little disappointed we didn't get enough uh, of the Beast the beast. Uh, I would, I I would believe, especially with the ending that they have, that we will get a little bit more. I hope, fingers crossed, uh, that we'll get a little bit more of that story um, of them and and how they coincide with the Transformers themselves. But absolutely, absolutely fantastic um, rendition. Uh, I think of, of what they can do with the Transformers world and giving somebody. Given somebody who's not traditionally taking those roles and writing those things, I think it's a good thing we should all uh, prop up and, and celebrate. And then, and the sad reality of it is, though, like with Stephen Capel Jr. directing Transformers, he is one of five black directors in Hollywood history to be allowed to direct a movie with over a one hundred million dollar budget movie. Mm. Crazy, not a movie that makes over a hundred million dollars. I mean, right. the budget is right. over a hundred million dollars. There's only been five. Ryan Coogler, I imagine. F. Gary, is, is F. Gary Gray was one of the Fast and Furious movies. I don't remember mm-hmm. which one. He was the first. Ryan Coogler with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Ava DuVernay with A Wrinkle in Time. Oof. Stephen Capel Jr. with uh, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. And then Nia DaCosta with The Marvels that's coming out in November. Only five black directors were allowed to direct a movie with over a $100 million budget. That's and crazy. Think, and cinema has been around for over 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> so th- think about that when you're when you're putting your little pie graphs together. Uh, so to to kind of to shift away from that, um, you're doing you're doing great. You're, you're popping up in all these things. Right. You're getting invited Thank to all you. these movie events. You know what I mean? Styling and profiling out there. Uh, it, you have, um, I think, really. Uh, from what I've seen, really good presence with a lot of the people that you end up meeting and uh, you've fostered the brilliant relationships uh, with other creators. Uh, shout out to Fantastic Frankie and uh, Straw Hat Goofy. Um, what is what is something that you haven't been invited yet? Speaking of, you... I need to hit him up because I just saw he's in New York. I'm like, yo, <laughs> talk to your boy. Yeah, uh, like, let's hang out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what's something that you haven't been invited to yet that you want to be invited to or What's something that went down, you weren't invited to, but could have been, and you still kind of salty about it? <laughs> um, something I haven't been invited to that I want to be at San Diego Comic-Con, or like mm-hmm. there's a Hellfire Gala thing that's going on this this year. And I'm like, oh, I want to go to the Hellfire Gala. Like, uh-huh. man, I don't have an outfit to wear. I need to f- figure out how to where, where, where I can get an you outfit. You do that later. But mm-hmm. I was, and I was hitting up all my Disney contacts. Like, yo, how can I get an invite? Because it says it's sponsored by D23. And last year, Disney flew me out to go to D23. Like, they paid for my flight. They paid mm. for my hotel. Wow. They, they gave me $100 a day per diem. So I didn't have to pay for any food That's while beautiful. I was there. So I was like, 
Can I get that again? Granted, that was Shout the first out. time I had to be. That was the first time I got any of that. Anytime I go to like I go to a red carpet, LA, like I gotta get myself there. I gotta pay for the hotel, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But for D23, they flew me out. So I was like, can I get that? Can I get that again for the Hellfire Gala? But I reached yeah. out to my Disney. They were like, yeah, we're not specifically putting that on or whatever. Like, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn. damn. <laughs> what are y'all good for? Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can figure I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Like, <laughs> get, it, get it yourself, nigga. Ha ha. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. But so that's that's one thing I would like I would like to go to and get and get invited to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess a little bit m- like more Comic Cons. It's like a guest. Like I want to start because I never really hosted or anything like that. So I want to mm-hmm. dip my toe into like like a panel doing that. Like the first time I think I moderated a panel was uh, Virtuous Con mm-hmm. uh, la- la- this February. It was my, and I was nervous as hell. And I was like, damn, what if I'm trash? What if I don't know what I'm doing? Like, what? <laughs> and I had to think about, it's like, well, you host live shows on your channel all the time. Like when you go live and you have Frankie or other people on, mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing. Right, so what right, are you so right. nervous about? You do that like almost every week. And so, you know, that's something I also got to work on too. Stop being negative and hard on myself and thinking like I'm it's worse tough, than, than I am. It is it is tough the whole imposter syndrome thing, but mm-hmm. I do want to get more into that, like you know, moderating panels and and things. So I like I do want to like dip my toe into you know, hopefully getting invited to like host a host a panel at more at Comic Cons because I've gotten paid by Comic Cons to make guest appearances, mm-hmm. but I've never actually had to do anything for the most part when I'm there. It's just like yeah, just just come and just make videos and show like show that you're like I was paid to be at Awesome Con, and while I was there, I was like, hey guys, come find me at Awesome Con, yada, and I got paid you know, to do that. But like, I want to like specifically, like, I want to be an awesome con and like actually, and I was on the website and everything, but like, mm-hmm. like Frankie was also there, but she also was hosting panels and doing this and doing that. Like, sure. I want to take that next step. All right. Okay. So we're going to speak that into the universe right now. Just put that out there and it'll be by next, let's say, let's say within two years, you'll be hosting or moderating a panel that that's, that's something that you really want to be so, a part of. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I yeah. mean, who knows? I might do it and be trash, but you never know. <laughs> but you got but you did it. You know what I mean? You did it. Yeah, that's that's but I the did main it. thing. I, but I did it. So that's the main thing. Uh okay, cool. So that's good to know. Uh the thing that I've been seeing you uh promote recently is you were on the big screen, sir. You was uh on the big screen for uh the newbie, and I think you I were and then you have recently were doing some other promo bits for uh, Regal Cinemas, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so tell me and, about and Amazon. I did stuff with Netflix. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I didn't even. I didn't I'm know about trying to get stuff. Marvel. I'm trying to get Marvel to notice me because I hit them up because like if you look at Marvel's YouTube, their YouTube is trash. Yeah. Because they, they don't really post anything, and so I tried to hit. I, I hit somebody up on LinkedIn that like just got promoted as like one of the head like head VP or whatever from. Mm of like Marvel YouTube or whatever. I sent her a, a connect message. She never responded to me. This is like before pride. And I was like, Hey, I just wanted to, you know, see if I could collab with you guys, you know, especially with pride month coming up to, you know, make videos mm-hmm. on your YouTube channel for like your pride, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And haven't heard anything. Mm. Homophobic. <laughs> wow. Homophobic. Wow, you homophobic out here in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> Take that rainbow flag off of there was, there was somebody else. There was somebody else I found on LinkedIn that's also like part of head of uh Marvel YouTube. I couldn't find his email address, but I found out he has like his own website, a separate website. I went on that website. I was like, hey, you know, I sent them a message. He never responded. Mm. I'm like, wow. Blacklisted. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Rude. 
Oh, okay. And, All right. And, and granted, pride is over, and that, and that's also something I. But I, but that's also something I don't want to like get pigeonholed in just because I'm you know I got the gay in my name. Right. That's all you can talk about. Geek. I also got yeah. I also got comic geek in my name as well. So I don't want you to just hit me up because I because I got hit up like my busiest month was last month because it was Pride Month. So like mm-hmm. everybody's hitting me up to make content like are getting, which I appreciate because it was you know a lot of it was or not a lot of it all of it was paid content. Pay me, I appreciate it. But then when when the month is over, now like, it's all right. dry. Month. <laughs> all right, you know, nigga. Like, see, see you next, <laughs> all right, see look at that. Yeah, see you next year. It's like I could talk about more than gay. I could talk about more than just gay shit. Like, yeah, we got some indigenous people. We got to give some time to. So go once you go (laughs) scurry, scurry back to the internet you was at. Oh man, but that I mean, it's good. You're right. It is good that um, they're reaching out. We're one day hoping that somebody somewhere will will pay us. Who Netflix? We we have this running bit on the show where anytime we mention something we watched and, and the platform is we always be like you know pay us so so I'm, Netflix, I'm like because funny enough i actually because netflix was thinking of doing a podcast or whatever like as part of like their netflix geek nerddom and things like that mm-hmm. and i actually auditioned like i had to do like a chemistry read mm, okay. with somebody i'm not gonna say who it was because uh she got it and I did. <laughs> <laughs> so i was so talking about being salty i'm not salty at her congratulations to her i appreciate like, she's good yeah, she's good, but I'm salty that I didn't get it. But like, yeah, so I did a chemistry read and everything like that, and like, yeah, I didn't, I, I ended up not, I ended up not getting it. Well, Trash. I mean, then when that podcast homophobic. fails, homophobic. Because <laughs> as far as I know, she's not queer, so yeah, homophobic. <laughs> if that podcast fails, you get to something, you get to talk shit about it privately with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, it's going to be tough for us uh, to get any type of ad sponsorship. I'm sure because we're we're very very rum- rambunctious to, to say the least. <laughs> We we will prop something up and then disparage it in the same breath. So it's gonna to be tough for us. But you never know. One day we'll they'll they'll see the the humor in it all. Uh, maybe, but maybe I'm, one day I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that you that you're getting to there. But how how was that experience though? Doing doing the movie and seeing yourself on on the big screen right, right before a movie takes place. Um, especially considering I went to school and I got my degree in theater. Yeah, and always wanted to be on the big screen, any type of movie theater and things and actually being granted. It's not in the same way that I was, you know, going to school for, but still it happened. Like I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Hopefully they invite me back yeah. to do it, you know, to do it again and, you know, getting, getting hit up from people saying, Oh, I saw you on the screen or they tag you and tag me, you know, tag me with and newbie saying that, oh, I saw you, congratulations. I freaked out. Like when it, I wasn't expecting you on the thing and then I heard that voice and I looked up, I'm like, wait a minute, I know that voice. And like, so like getting those messages, like, yeah, it made me feel good. Like I That's appreciate beautiful. it. Cause like, yeah, like I'm not necessarily pursuing acting anymore. Cause I found this new avenue and this new love that I never really thought was even an option or a thing right. to do that. You know, another form of way of another form and way of entertaining people. But like, I don't even know where I was going with that, but like it felt good. <laughs> Basically, no, I, I yeah, no. I mean, they could put my light skin ass up there. You know what I mean? Because I would start freestyling right away. They'd be like, "Whatever movie you're about to watch, no, you got to send, send, send them a script beforehand." It's, it's ass. <laughs> Y'all wasted money. I'm kidding. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Give me the popcorn. <laughs> I was start freestyling. They'd be like, "Nah, cut this. Get this out of here." Uh, but yeah, no. I think 
you know, a lot of people have transitioned from doing, uh, you know, content to, to film and TV, not always successfully, but you know, it, the possibilities are there. You know what I mean? Uh, so anything is possible. And I think TV. a lot of that also has to do with like, cause people, even big content creators have this misconception, like people that got over a million, three million followers and things like that. A lot of it also has to do with like every opportunity that I've gotten is because I've, I sought it out. Yeah. Like newbie didn't approach me. I approached them getting, mm. getting invited to red carpets. Nobody approached me. I sent it out. I, I looked up emails and tried to figure out who I needed to email and That's sent dope. the email and they either responded or they didn't, or me getting screeners for movies. I'm like, Oh, this movie's coming out. Let me try to find their publicist or media contact. Hey, this is my name's Michael black. Day comic. This is what I do. I'm looking for a screener for this. Can I have access to it? They either mm. say yes, or they don't say anything at all. Cause most times, more times than not, I get no response. Not more times than not, but like if I don't get a screener or get anything, it's because they just don't respond. Like, like even Marvel, they just don't respond. I'll right. send a follow up. Hey, just want to follow up on this. They don't respond. Not like a no, or it's just no response. Mm. I'm like, sure. I, that's one of my pet peeves. That's one of my pet peeves. Even just in life, don't not respond to me. Even if you're busy, just be like, hey, I'm busy. I'll hit you up later or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I hate when you like see my message and you just ghost me. Like, that fucking irks me. <laughs> but like, all of the opportunities I've gotten, like, I, I, I would hit them up. Hey, Awesome Con, like, you guys, you know, I would love to come be a guest or whatever to, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like, I've hit everybody. Like, I got a screener for, uh, uh, they clone Tyrone sitting in my Netflix thing right now. It's because mm-hmm. I hit up I hit up Netflix and asked for it. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus when they fl- when asking them to fly me out and everything like that. It's because I was I was bold enough and be like, hey, can you guys? I actually I literally asked them to mm-hmm. fly. Like, can I can I be flown out for Disney Plus? I wasn't expecting them to do it. And then but then when I and when I got that email, like, hey, no, 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 no. I'm like. Not, not oh you shit! Being, like it actually happened. Like not they you actually being a little, like, not, not, not you being a little thotty for Disney. <laughs> not for Disney, yeah. a little thotty for. And, and granted, it turns out. out. <laughs> and granted, it turns out I wasn't the only one they did like did that to. A lot of people that they would like they flew everybody out for Disney Plus. I mean, mm. for D twenty three. Yeah. So like I just happened to be you know the, the side like, side piece. <laughs> yeah. Ba- basically, the, like I, I was you know I didn't I had no problem being a sugar baby at that point, but like. <laughs> Even my first red carpet was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I was telling Frank, Fantastic Frankie, the year before, I was like, I don't know what we got to do. Because, like, I saw mad people getting invited to, like, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I was like, damn, how do I get on a red carpet? So I was talking to Frankie. I was like, I don't care what we got to do. I was like, I don't care whose dick I need to suck or whatever. (laughs) Next year, we are going to a red carpet. So I'm sending out emails, like like crazy like i want to go to this red card like who do i need to and then one day i got the email like you've been invited to the doctor strange and multiverse of madness red carpet premiere with a plus one and mm. so i called frankie like frankie frankie sit down. i'm like are you sitting down are you sitting she's like what what just fucking tell me i was like pack your bags in like a month we go into the red carpet doctor strange and multiverse she was like you fucking lying i was like here's the email bitch <laughs> <laughs> so like let's fucking go and so like yeah like so i say all that to say like a lot of times people just expect, again, like even people with like million followers, they're like, oh, I wasn't invited to this. So why didn't I get this? You got to put like something like ask. just because just because you got the following, the people that are actually making the big decisions, mm-hmm. they're not the ones that are following you. Right. They don't know anything. They don't know shit about shit. A lot right. of times. That's it's why they're coming to you. Space. So you got to introduce you got to introduce yourself. You got to make yourself known. 
to the to these people. You got to let them know who you are. You know, Wakanda, uh, Black Panther, show them who you are. <laughs> so like sometimes you got to put it. You got to put in the work. You can't. And granted, you're putting in the work by making the content. You're building the following, but you also have to take that extra step. So for the most part, every opportunity I've gotten. It's because I sent out an email to somebody, not because I just expected somebody. to. And that's not to say people don't reach out to me like Amazon. I got paid to make a pr- promotion video from Amazon's freebie for Pride Month. They paid me three thousand dollars to make one video. They reached out to me. I didn't reach out to them. So it's like, yeah, that eventually happens. But at, also at the same time, you all you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work, too, to like how to to be seen yourself you can't just expect people to see you because maybe disney emailed you one time now you expect disney to email you every single time it's like no like i don't get like sure disney emailed me for red carpets but i don't get every single red carpet email or invite or whatever yeah i send like hey i want to go to this record especially with with not being in la like it's much hard and especially with them not paying for me to be there (laughs) so i can't i can't even if they did send me to uh, or give me an invite to every single red carpet i can't afford to go to every single red carpet so i pick and choose like i didn't go to guardians of the galaxy because i'm pretty sure i could have sent an email be like hey i want to go to guardians of the galaxy but i couldn't afford it so i was just like i'm gonna skip this one and the one i really want to go to is the marvel so i sent the email like hey i know it's early but i just want to put it out there that i would like to go to the red carpet for the marvel so fingers crossed that i get it okay all right hope to see you out there uh, so to, to winding down, getting close to the end here, um, you may have already mentioned it, but I, I want to be for certain. What is, what is the next big goal for, uh, the black gay comic geek? What, what does that look like? Is, is it the novel or is there something else on the horizon that the is novel kind of, might be like years now? Okay. What's, what's the next milestone for, for you and, and your page and, and your business? next milestone I would say is like, I want to get to the point that not to say I'm doing it for fun now. Cause I'm not, and I'm still like, I'm, I am, like I said, I get paid sometimes, but I want to make, I want to get to the point that I'm like, this I can become it. like, I could quit my main job and just be full, a full-time content creator nice. and can live and can live off of that. And then, like I said, you know, be able to host, host panels and moderate, moderate panels and uh, work, consistently with like marvel and dc and you know basically i want to be like frankie because <laughs> like she like she she's like the main content creator on on dc's hero mode mm-hmm. channel frankie funny enough she was on marvel's youtube channel they hit her up to make she she got the tour of the marvel uh studio in uh nice. new york and everything like that like i want to get like that like so okay. I've, like I've never I had were, a chance. I want to. I want to. I want to be fantastic, Frankie. I want to be fantastic, Mikey. <laughs> so like, I, I never had a chance to speak with her one on one. Only passingly, I think. Was she on Clubhouse? I feel like I feel like I got to speak with her a little bit on Clubhouse at one time. I, I don't know if she was. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but I'm I'm gonna take your advice. I'm just gonna email her and be like, Hey, look, I did this. I do this little stupid thing where I interview people. You would you wanna? <laughs> You want to come and do that? <laughs> tell, tell us about yourself. So I'll probably, I'll probably hit her up because uh, she is somebody I've definitely been uh, keeping track of in the space who I mean, is definitely rising. Hello, you know me. Hey, you I know, know it, it's yeah, a weird. I know, it's a, you, you, I don't wanna, you don't want to you don't want to grease the wheels too much of people. You know what I mean? Because I I know people who who know other people, and I'd be like, hey, yo, I'm saying, but it's hard. It's hard to do because they probably get that a lot. So I don't want to. I don't like pestering people but hey man if you're gonna if you go slide the the <laughs> slide the grease i'll take it you know what i mean i'll definitely take it 
but yeah, no, she's definitely somebody I want to I, I want to have uh, have here on the show to get to get a chance to speak to her and, and pick her brain a bit. Um, so yeah, if you can set that up, make it happen, brother. Um, so on the Do the Wrong Thing podcast, we love, 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 love top fives. Fucking huge fans of them. Now, I'm going to ask you a. a oh, wait, say that again. You love what? Top fives. Okay. Top five. So we are going to ask you what your top five is, but this is a do the wrong thing podcast. So we're not going to do it the traditional way. So what we're going to create right now is the Michael's version of the top five. So I'm going to ask you five questions. These will be your top five things for the do the wrong thing podcast. All right. Question number five. If you could be dropped into an X-Men universe, uh, or a storyline, I guess I should say. What storyline would you want to be dropped in and why? And who are you going to make out with first? <laughs> the, I mean, the current storyline that's going on with X-Men right now, I think is is awesome. The, the Krakoa age and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah. this is the best X-Men have been in years. Okay. And so I want to be in Krakoa. And I, I, was, I, I and I and this is something I used to say all the time. Like, I wish I had like $10 billion. I would like buy a whole bunch of land <laughs> and just like make, invite, you know, especially yeah, like utopia. the Black Wall Street. Yeah, Black Wall Street and everything. Like, I want to recreate that. Like, oh, black businesses galore and everything. So like, that's another reason I really love the whole idea of Krakoa. Like, mutants are like, all right, humans don't like us. Fuck us. We're going to fuck, fuck the humans. We're going to create our own utopia and surpass the humans with like money and drugs and everything like that and become a trillion dollar economy. Now humans need us. Right. And so that's the storyline. And plus everybody fucking in Krakoa, like they all horny, like one of the main, <laughs> one of the main mutant laws and Nightcrawler is the horniest. Cause he's the one that made the law, make more mutants. So everybody, this is a full sense eight. I don't know if you watch mm-hmm. sense eight. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a, a few whole, episodes, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a whole like sense eight orgy and shit going on with, uh, and, and so that's, this is the era that I want to, uh, Going to an X Men, Krakoa. Who would I make out with first? Yeah, it's the freaky XX X Men, Nightcrawler, Iceman. Oh, so you uh, just, just lining them up? <laughs> I'm just, li- I'm just lining, I'm lining them up. Okay, uh, Cyclops, because we know Cyclops is now by him and Wolverine are fucking even though, and that's the one thing I like. Are they really? I, I didn't, I didn't even know that. That's one thing. That's one thing I hate when it comes to comics, like. They'll subtly introduce characters as, or hint that characters are queer, but mm-hmm. it's like at a certain point, I'm tired of fucking subtext and I want text. So yeah, they keep hinting that Wolverine and Cyclops, because Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean Grey are in a throuple. Interesting. Okay. And they keep hinting that like they they're explicitly showing that Wolverine and Jean are having sex and Cyclops and Jean are having sex, but they're also hinting that Cyclops and Wolverine are having sex. But again, mm. they're only hinting at it like they'll like uh w- one moment in the comics, Wolverine uh, Cyclops invited Wolverine to the beach with them. Mm. He's like, yeah, me and Jean are going to the beach. Do you want to come? And he's like, I don't know, I'm a little busy. He's like, I'm gonna. He's like, and what Cyclops is like, I'm gonna be in the speedo. And Wolverine was like, who could say no to that? And so like they're constantly oh. hinting. They're constantly, and this, that wasn't like an Elseworld story or anything. Mm. This is in the main comics. Mm. And so they're constantly hinting that Wolverine and Cyclops are having sex. But again, I'm tired of subtext. I want text. Just like the same thing. They hinted at Johnny Storm, Human Torch, mm. and Dakin, Wolverine's son, having a sexual relationship and them having like a connection and intimate again. But it's again, subtext. I'm tired of subtext. I want fucking text. They hinted at Wolverine and Nightcrawler having a sexual relationship. There was a whole panel 
in like the 2003 Wolverine cover where it looked like Nightcrawler was naked. And then they had Wolverine sitting at the sitting at a desk and the beer was like sitting up like this, but it was like strategically placed by his dick. So it made it look like it was a hard on. Why else would you draw that? Like, why would you draw it looking like that? And the writer and the artist came out was like, I couldn't believe I got away with that. Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah, like you do stuff like that. And like, you know what you're doing. And it's like, <laughs> and that's why I keep saying, if it wasn't for the straight agenda, people always love to talk about the gay agenda. Yeah. And I got way off topic with this, but like, <laughs> I, guess, I talk about black representation and queer representation. But like, if it wasn't for the straight agenda, there will be way more characters in comics that will be queer because it makes fucking sense. Like Thor. That's another, I can go down the line about characters in comics that should be queer because again, it makes sense. But like, yeah, so yeah, Nightcrawler, Gambit. Mm-hmm. That's another one I would make out with. Iceman. Okay. Peter Parker, Johnny Storm. Like, granted, Peter Parker's, but he's he, he's allowed on. He's friends. He's friends with mutants. He's friends with the mutants. He's friends with everyone. Damn near everybody I'm making out with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, question number four. Uh, New Jersey, New York, L.A. Where are you getting food from? if you had to choose and where is that food spot at or what is that food spot? Sorry. Um, New York. Okay. Although I will say Jersey has better bagels. I know New Yorkers will uh, be like, nah, you crazy. Like, and, and we got, and this is another thing that people would be like tr- saying I'm tripping on okay. New Jersey, New, New Jer- Jersey. People always talk about Jersey. I mean, New York or Chicago pizza. Jersey mm-hmm. has better pizza. We got the Italian, like Jer- Jersey got the Italian. Like we got the real Italian, like whole Italians, like Sopranos was in Jersey. So okay. <laughs> people, people, people will say I'm crazy when they say that, when I say that, but it's like, nah, Jersey got better. Jersey got better pizza, but in terms of just like the quality and like the different diversity of like food, I, I would you know go to New York. In terms of where, I don't like it depends on what I'm in the mood for. So okay, but right. I was not, not like if I, like if somebody came to visit but, but, you, but in LA, it, but LA has the better like Mexican Mexican food. Oh yeah, so I, I guess it do, I guess it just depends. It also depends on like what you're in the mood for. Like if if you had somebody come into town and you took them to New York to go eat, like what where, where do you think your spot? What do you think, like, the first spot you take him? What was the first thing that kind of comes to mind? This is for other This is for other New Yorkers to get mad at you. <laughs> so when they hear you, be like, he's fucking wrong. He's a liar. That, that's the thing, because, like... It's on 34th Street B. It's right there in yeah, between. That, that, that's, and that's a harder question for me to ask, because usually I'll be like, because yeah, I'll hit other people up and be like, what's a good place to go to eat? Like, take me somewhere to eat. Like, mm-hmm. since I'm not necessarily a New Yorker, I don't really... Okay. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go somewhere to eat. All right, where we going? What's good? Like, then they'd be like, oh, we should go to. Somebody took me to Blue Smoke. They'd be like, yeah, that's the best barbecue I've had. That's like right by the World Trade Center. I've never been there, never heard of it until the best barbecue in New York. Let's let's be for real. (laughs) Let's be serious. The best barbecue in New York. I don't know about that. You you gonna get some hate for that one? You can get some hate for that. Well, I said that's what somebody said to me. This one of the, oh, they said okay. it's one of the best barbe- It's one of the best barbecue spots. Let's go to Blue Smoke or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I don't, okay. I can't, I can't give specifics or like people are like, oh, this is the best Caribbean restaurant in Brooklyn or whatever. But I've never been there, so like, I can't. Okay, all right. Well, let's just get by with that one. Uh, number <laughs> number three, uh, if you could be a part of. Um, uh, TV show and or movie that's currently out right now. What show or movie would you want to be plopped into 
and what do you think your role would be? Maybe in the show it's right now. Mm-hmm. I would say I would want to be an interview with the vampire. Oh, the TV show that's uh, it was the AMC, right? The AMC, yeah, the TV okay. show that came out. And of course, mm-hmm. I want to be a vampire. Of course, and I want to be fucking Louie. Shout out to this <laughs> already the whole question. Shout, there. Out, shout out, shout out to Jacob Anderson. Like uh, who's playing? Who's playing Louie? And if you haven't seen Interview with the Vampire, definitely do yourself a favor and watch that show. The show is phenomenal. Is it over? Yes. Yeah. Did they end it? The first, the first season is over, but okay. yeah, second season's coming out soon. Okay. Right, or who knows? Because there's writer, there's a whole ass writer strike. Yeah, going yeah on the right writers now, and so. actor strike looming uh, too. So yeah, you never know. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure how the how the show was. I don't have AMC Plus. I'm never. But no, the show. This, this one. It was my favorite show of last year. Oh, okay. All right. Very nice. Is it just? The, is it mostly the vampire? Because every time they show vampires, they're always like Victorian age, which always bugs the shit out of me. Like, can we get some fucking updated? Fucking vampires. Well, they're not Victorian. They're not Victorian age, but it takes place in like the eighteen hundreds. No, See, like this is on me. 19- no, 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 no. The early nineteen hundreds. The early nineteen hundreds. Okay, give me, give me a fucking vampire from like the nineties or something. The early two thousands. But it's interview with the vampire, so it's about I, his I life. I get it. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about vampire. So, vamp- so, so part of it. So part of it takes place in the present day, mm-hmm. but he's telling his origin story or whatever. Okay, no, I just I want I want like a I want like a vampire from like the the early two thousands that like wants to. I mean, fucking you want vampires the, in the nineties? Go watch Buffy. If you I want, want vamp, you want vampires in the two thousands? Watch Vampire Diaries. <laughs> no, no, no. I want a vampire that's like has got like long tees and baggy pants. That wants to lean and rock with it. It doesn't snap. That's I want like a like a fucking Atlanta <laughs> fucking vampire who's been around since 2023. You know what I mean? He's just trying to smoke weed. And bite niggas. That's all he cares about. Give me that well, story. Where is that story at? Well, that's, that's, that's your that's your uh, that's your homework assignment to write it. <laughs> I'm gonna just email this somebody. Like, Yo, do this because <laughs> I can't do it. I won't do it justice enough. But I, I, but I want to see that on the screen because I just I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't fucking seen it. I want to see some fucking uh, early '90s, 2000 vampires. Give me give me some of that. Uh, okay, question number two. If you had a chance to uh, meet one person. This is past or present. Who is that person? And what are you going to ask them? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would love to meet like Malcolm X and Dr. King and all, and and ask them, show them the state of the world today. Get the fake answers out the way early. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's, that's, no, that's true. That's true. I would ask, okay. like, show them the state of the world today, and like, mm-hmm. ask them, like, what are their thoughts? Uh, on, like, I think, I think crying would probably be maybe a little bit of tears of joy, tears of sadness <laughs> for both both ways. Especially, especially considering like we're kind of going backwards in a lot of ways. Like all the shit that they done fought for, mm-hmm. and everything. Like we're still not really, yeah, yeah we got a black president and everything, but like we're still pretty segregated and everything. Like they got getting rid of affirmative action, getting rid of Roe v. Wade, dismantling the Voting Rights Act, all that stuff. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want them to have that stress. Uh, it reminds me very similar to the uh, the Boondocks. Uh, episode where MLK comes back in, in modern day. 
I feel like that episode still rings pretty true today as far as <laughs> how he would react uh, to a lot of what's going on, especially in the black community. Um, I'm sure he'd be happy for a lot of things and, and sad by, by others as, as well as, um, as Malcolm. But uh, all right, good choices, safe choices. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Number one, if you had a chance to rewrite Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, what would be your one rewrite? Um, my biggest thing is uh, Buffy ain't had no black friends. She didn't the whole the whole series. I mean, not. I mean, they're not to say they weren't black people on on Buffy, mm-hmm. but like for the most part, like you think about Kendra, like she showed up as a Slayer mm-hmm. or whatever, um, but then she died after like three episodes. Gotta get, yeah, you know, met quota, get him out of there. And then they <laughs> then they introduced then they introduced Faith the next season. You know, Faith was white and she was damn near there. Like she's she was there till the show ended. Not not to say she was on every single episode, but the character's presence was still sure. was still there since the uh since since the show ended or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so just give her a black friend. Yeah, so like get right. more, 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 yeah, more diversity in the show because it was Sunny Day was very white. Yeah, by design, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's something I would. Okay, uh, bonus question: Who wins, Blade or Buffy? <sighs> now you try to kill. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, yeah, yeah, you see what I'm doing. <laughs> you see the violence I'm trying to create. <laughs> This is recording. <laughs> this will be on record forever. <laughs> Blade, who is watching who? Who's got the hands? Blade or Buffy? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to give it to Blade. Okay, all right. Blade. I was about to say he's about to be anti-black. <laughs> he's about to be anti-black. Okay, all right. Safe. Because Blade, Blade also uses guns and stuff like that. This is true. This is true. He's not afraid of a pistol. <laughs> he pick yeah. up a blicky real quick Buffy, take him out. Buffy don't use guns. No, she don't. She By the time she throw the stake, he's already nixed her. Click, clack. Bow. Oh, okay. That was good. That was fun. Good choices. Good choices all around. So that is going to be your top five for the Do The Wrong Thing Artist Creative Sessions. Uh Although Buffy gonna give him some work though, it's not gonna be an easy. Oh, fight. it's not gonna be easy. Oh, you try to save it. You try, easy to, you try to save it. Slide it in at the end. Yeah, it's not gonna be. A, it's not gonna be an easy fight. Okay. All right. <laughs> we gonna need one of those uh, versus YouTube pages to to bring that to life. Uh, all right, yeah, man. Death, death battle. Death, death battle. Death battle. Yeah. Uh, Michael, this has been great. I appreciate you for showing up. Uh, could you please let the wrongdoers know where they can find you? You can find me anywhere. Black gay comic geek. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, if that's still a thing when this podcast goes up. <laughs> sure. I'm also on threads now. Okay. And uh all of that, that stuff. Gotta get that spill at, man. I'm, I'm on spill too. I'm on spill as well. Okay. So whatever. Black gay comic geek. All right. If uh again you or anyone that you know of would like to be a part of the artist creative sessions, please hit us up on DTWT Pod. That again is DTWT Pod. As always, it's nice to be good, but it's way more fun to do the wrong thing. We out.